Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locker Room Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Lister, and today we're here with Chapman University guard, rising senior, Nick Sacasio. Nick, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Wyatt? How we doing? I'm chilling, bro. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm finally, finally happy to be a part of this. This is something I've been wanting to get with you on, so this is dope. Bro, ever since you found out, it was like... Ever since I found out. Once I found out this was you, and... Uh, this was you probably saw what you probably saw when Cruz posted. I right? saw it when Cruz posted, and Did you then to that? yeah, I start to finish listening to it, and hey. then I was like, "Man, this is dope content." And then I found out that you were the one that was doing it when we were at the runs. I'm like, "Oh my god, like this is dope! I got to get in contact." And then I've just been listening to the pod. Yeah, it's been sick. I've met some really like random but cool people. Mm-hmm. Like I had like people come up to me when we first released. Mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, something new everyone finds out about. And, like, our streams have been going down, but that's just because, like, we're narrowing our niche. Right. right? You're finding that true audience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But so we were just, like, random people were just, yo, dude, love it, love it, keep doing it. I was mm-hmm. like, I bet. So, yeah, we've been cooking, but long time coming. Long time coming. I'm happy for it. Let's yeah, get into bro. it. True Hooper. Yep. So how did you get into playing basketball? Man. Uh... I mean, obviously, you go through the stuff as a kid. You get introduced to, like, baseball with T-ball and everything. You yeah, get soccer, soccer, all that. Um, but my uncle, on my mom's side of the family, he actually was big with basketball and everything. He was the first one to give me my little, you know, mini hoop in the, the back. Little hoop. Little tykes Bro. hoop. Uh, he taught me a little bit of everything. And then as that grew on, probably when I got around six or seven, that was the sport that I really was like, I love it. I was still playing like soccer, baseball. Yeah. I always loved football, but my mom never let me kind of continue with it just <laughs> because of the injuries. But yeah. um, no, then that influence from my uncle, he, uh, ever since then, he was the first person that trained me. So it was uh, every Sunday in the backyard, he'd drive his, uh, he'd ride his bike from Newport Beach all the way over to the house. And then uh, we'd be in the backyard for like hour and a half, two hours, just taught me all the basics. And then it just evolved to that. So. Dude, that that's wild. So yeah. he's coming up because you're from Huntington. So yeah, from that's a Huntington that's a good Beach. bike ride. That's a very good bike ride. That's a good cardio workout for him, and he did <laughs> that there and back. So yeah, that okay, and that's him. dedication for you. So did did your uncle play ball in college, or was he, he was going to play basketball in uh, in college? I know high school was really big for him, but uh, based off of the he was just like you know laid back with it but he was the one that really had his hands on with me for basketball and everything um I mean I don't know too much as far as like college goes but I know in high school and then obviously travel tournaments we always used to talk about that because that was the timing that I was around playing travel ball and whatnot but uh I don't know too much about college stuff for him but Mm -hmm. uh I just know high school my mom always brings up stuff about him playing He's no longer with us anymore. He passed away a few years ago, but he was... Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace to my uncle. I appreciate him for all the lessons. But uh, no, he truly gave me that introduction to a sport that I've, I've just fallen in love with ever since. Ain't nothing better than hooping, no Ain't doubt about it. Hooping for sure. So let's keep it moving. So were those moments with your uncle, those falling in love moments, or was it something kind of... You know, for me, it was definitely like that introduction phase and then like yeah. seeing all these different type of players. I think my dad as well kind of going along with it. I mean, he played lacrosse. He went to Notre Dame uh, in college. He was playing on their uh, club team and whatnot and then ended up stopped playing because of his knee. But he always 
was in that sports mind as well. And then when I picked up on basketball, he was just like, all right, we'll get you going with this. And then along with my uncle, that's like when I really started to get that true love for it. Mm. And then, like I said, the stuff in the backyard was big. Then we got into middle school and that's when I really started to pick up on the training and the travel ball stuff. So then mm. just those moments of like the progression and just like being able to go out and play for like an hour, hour and a yeah. half a day and just be lost in it. That was the best part of just oh, for experiencing sure. it. So, yeah, kind of moving up with that, you brought up, you know, just playing travel ball at a young age. How does travel ball kind of expose you to, you know, more competition and just more players in general? Because this is something like I and I know this, too, like every basketball player goes through. It starts with, oh, like, can I be the best player like in my neighborhood school? Mm-hmm. And then you start playing AU and that just like you're like, man, like there's some real competition. Mm-hmm. You just meet more and more and more people. Yep. So how did being like playing AU and just playing travel ball at a young age just kind of show you your competition and what you're up against? Um, you know, you bring up the parts of like you look at everybody from your area mm-hmm. and everything is very community wise at first when you get yeah. introduced and you start seeing like, okay, you get a little bit of confidence here and there. You're like, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm up there with other people that I'm playing around with in my community. And then you get introduced to that next level and, that next level for me from rec league and the community then went to NJB and that's a lot bigger. And then you see that, okay, there are some kids in in right up the street or a couple uh, cities away that are pretty good. And then you start getting to that point where it's like, okay, I'm elevating my game at a young age as well. And now I'm starting to see, okay, I'm getting improvements here. I'm getting a little bit better. And then that process just keeps happening and happening as you move up. So I was lucky enough to play for a few good travel teams and you really open your eyes of competition from local to then broader. I mean, you go to places like Vegas, you go to places like Utah, you get teams from Oregon, you get all these teams from the West Coast and you're like, there are other people out there that are on your level or if not, they are better than you. So I think that gives like a little bit more of a kind of a drive in a sense yeah. to always be improving i mean you've played travel basketball you played yeah. high school basketball you've seen that process as well of right now you've seen the improvement so i mean the competition's great i think it opens your eyes to like okay there's always someone out there that's either working harder than you or that's better than you mm-hmm. but i always looked at it as that's okay in the moment because eventually all that work will be put in and you'll see where everyone yeah, rises you're just gauging yourself you at just, that point. Exactly. You gauge it and you just go off that. And I I enjoyed travel basketball. I just, I cannot even think about how we used to play, you know, seven, eight games oh, in a dude. weekend. And then we get to where it is now. And it's like, man, I look back and I'm like, how are we playing seven, eight games a weekend at that age and having Not two, three practices a week and all that other bro. stuff? No, I could reminisce about that all day. What was but, it like for you? I want to know a little bit from your perspective on how was travel basketball and because you played in Utah. Utah, yeah. yeah. So I had a weird experience. So like I played, I just played for like, we had this thing. It was kind of just like, it was called Super League. It was basically like my hometown kind of like club team, which was kind of a travel ball team, not really. And that was just like a bunch of the teams like the Salt Lake Valley. So like played in that. In my eighth grade year, I actually didn't make the team. Okay. So I played for this team in Salt Lake. 
which kind of just expanded me more was playing more Salt Lake teams and then played like a couple out of state teams at just some bigger tournaments mm-hmm. in Utah. Moving up from that, I got to high school, was playing high school, and then didn't for some reason I didn't play AU my freshman year, which was like my biggest regret. And then sophomore year, COVID hit. And my parents are both older, so they were high risk. So like, eh, like we don't want you playing. And I was like, okay, like whatever. So then like junior senior year was kind of like our high school just kind of started our own thing and we were just going to play tournaments kind of everywhere. And that was like, and I knew the competition was pretty good. I played like at a camp in Idaho and was like, man, like there's some hoopers out here, but I always knew like there was definitely competition and playing it like some of these bigger tournaments, like you really kind of gauge it, but definitely like the West coast hoopers are crazy. I don't even want to, face any of those new york guys oh like, my god bro, we, were like, just we can, we can talk about yeah, this all day like we were just talking those about new york that. guys are scary east coast basketball is a different game and i mean we were talking about it before we came yeah. on about our families being east coast ties and yeah. mom being yeah. from princeton and all that and my parent or my dad's side is from new york and i got two mm-hmm. sisters that are there right now but that culture and that basketball environment is something else mm-hmm. that goes for all east coast it is a different game it's a different game but yeah. you definitely like gauge your competition i'd say there's a good amount of high schools in utah that are private that get a lot of these like out-of-state kids to come over there's some really good au programs in mm-hmm. utah like um what is it solid stars is a really good one yep. that's in the under armor circuit um can't remember it's utah lead yeah utah lead that's the that's the adidas team yeah uh i don't know if you know who colin chandler is he plays – he's on his LDS mission, but he's, like, BYU's highest recruit ever. He was my gotcha. class. 26 best player in the country is freaking 6'5 white kid. <sighs> Stupid athletic. Anyways, so, like, those those two were probably, like, the top teams. So, you have some smaller – there's another Adidas team, which is um, UBC Elite, which is pretty good. Got gotcha. Exum Elite, which was, like, Dante Exum. Dante Exum yep. team used to be good. I don't know what happened to them, but there's, like – Utah, in my opinion, is an underrated state yeah, for basketball sneaky. competition. There's a couple of I think Utah's got some really good shooters. Yeah. It's a lot of white kids, but you got some really good you shooters. You got to step out on, on yeah, that a some, lot. Dude, some of those Mormon kids. It's all like the Mormon kids that just like, area, Im- yeah. impersonate Jimmer for debt. So it's they're surprising. just pulling yeah, logo threes. But you cannot sleep on anybody. If they got yeah. skill, it's like you got to wake no up. Doubt, and no doubt about be it. Be ready for it. So, you know, off camera, we kind of brought up you'd always kind of wanted to play college ball, Mm -hmm. but you didn't really realize until like your junior senior year. What were you doing at that time to get your name out there? And so on junior year and senior year of high school. That was, that was a journey in itself because my sophomore year, I actually was the only underclassman that was on our varsity team. Really? So I had a choice going into that summertime and my head coach at the time was like, you can either get the experience and the exposure from all these seniors that are going to be ahead of you. And you can set yourself up your junior and senior year to get starting minutes and play, or you can play JV your sophomore year, develop play and actually get the playing time and put up numbers. And at that point I was looking at it from, if I want to test myself and go against guys, even just in practice Mm -hmm. to make myself better, I got to be at the varsity level. And at that time I was like, maybe five nine skinny i'm like i'm obviously at a disadvantage compared to everybody else but i like it i wanted the challenge Mm -hmm. um so that really helped me out my 
old teammate that actually uh, just graduated from Chapman, Hayden Moore, played with me. Uh, his senior year was my sophomore year, and that's when I really developed that bond with him. So shout out real quick to Hayden Moore. That's my shooter. But uh, no, he, uh, him along with a bunch of other seniors really molded me to get ready for junior and senior year varsity basketball. Um, my junior year, we were we didn't have the best record, I'd say. Um, and then halfway through our league, I ended up uh, rolling my ankle. I came down on somebody's foot. And just in that moment, I thought that the ankle was done for. It was very unfortunate no, because hard. I was really starting to find my groove with everything yeah. and playing really well. Um, and then that junior year, uh, going into summer, so then that was going to be my entry into senior year for basketball. It was a thing where I had to battle injuries and I was playing travel ball. I wasn't really like fully healthy the whole time. So that whole entire summer was kind of like up and down. And then my senior year, I just completely was like, okay, this is probably my last opportunity to really get mm. some sort of exposure. So that year I just locked in completely, focused in the classroom because that was another thing I needed to do to get to the point that I wanted to get to for college ball. Um, my senior year, I really, like I said, I locked in, played really well. Basketball and school were my only focus. And, uh, it led me to get more opportunities to play that next summer, uh, for a travel program, uh, open gym premiere. And I got a little bit of exposure here and there, but I was so late to the experience just because of past injuries that I had and kind of like, I'm still fresh on the scene in a sense. Um, ended up getting the one offer that I got from a school in Oregon. It was a division three. It was called Pacific university. They were, that was the one school that really was like, you can come and we'll play. So I ended up going up there. I, uh, visited and I was like, okay, this is like that one opportunity. I got to take it. Ended up taking it signed on signing day. That was a huge thing. That was always something I wanted to do as a kid. And then, yeah, we got to freshman year and, that in itself was an up and down journey because I ended up getting hurt within the first month of practice, slipped on a wet spot and had my knee go inward on the on the floor, ended up being out for a month and a half, two months, came back, had to prove myself that I was healthy, had like a good three, four week stretch of playing really well, was starting to find my groove. And then right before we're getting ready to go for our trip to uh, Seattle U at the time, I had one last practice and ended up stepping on somebody's foot again, the same ankle. So the two injuries I ended up having in high school, I ended up having in college my first year. So that set me back and then COVID happened. So then I was kind of in a little bit of a sticky situation of what I wanted to do next. So I had to step back, kind of evaluate a few things. And I actually sat down with both my parents and was like, I think it's time that we reevaluate a few things. I think it's best I come back uh take my classes at a junior college because mm -hmm. at that time we didn't know what was going to happen with COVID it was such yeah, a yeah it was so early on it was so early on I was hearing we were going to have six games in a season I'm like I don't want to blow a year of eligibility on that so came home and then took a few years off about a two-year stretch of not playing and just training and whatnot and then Found my way into an opportunity to go play at Santiago Canyon College, which is just, I think, yeah, 10, 15 minutes Just down the road, yeah. And uh, went through that, got through the uh, the last day of summer camp, and 
the head coach and the assistant came up to me and was like, look, we really like your, your skill set. We just have a lot of guys that we weren't expecting to return. So I ended up getting cut that, uh, that last like two, three weeks before summer. And at that point I was in a funk. I had new experience. I'd never been cut before from a basketball mm-hmm. team came home. I remember just, it was a journey a, I'd never been through. Feeling. Um, and I was like, okay, I could either sit back and look at it and be like, this is it, the door closed and kind of just move on from basketball. And then I sat there, I talked it over with my parents and we were like, okay, I think it's time to make some changes and really get focused in. So the two trainers that I train with now, shout out uh, Cliff Baker, shout out CJ, and then also my other trainer, Brandon Hood, shout out those three. Um, I went back with them and I looked at it and said, look, we got to make some changes because obviously what happened didn't get me to the point that I want to get to. And I know this door isn't closed yet. So that whole, that whole year I was just taking classes at orange coast college. I was waking up at like four in the morning, going and doing 5am workouts. I would go and then I would go and do my weight lifting. And that journey in itself, I think taught me a lot about myself and the maturity that I think I've developed for me. And I think it's got me to the position where I'm at now. I feel like I've been through a lot of dog days in a sense, a lot of uncertainty, I would say. I don't know what was going to happen. I was just trying to be as present as I can, living in the moment. And I kind of was just like, you know what, I might as well just let the chips fall where they must. And kind of was just like living with that process. Ended up playing in a uh, pro-am league over the spring and summertime. I felt like playing against ex-professional NBA players, some really good college players from the California area, the LA area. And I think that just developed me into that kind of grit and grind that I know that I am now with how I approach things. So I think that kind of lesson of getting cut really stood out to me. And it told me a lot about myself and a lot about the journey that I had to take in order to get where I'm at right now. But I'm glad that it happened because it taught me who I am now. And it's like, if you want something, you really got to truly work for it. And the work's only going to be done if you're dedicated to it. So I've always just held myself to being dedicated to putting in the work, no matter how many hours. And at some point, what happens in the dark will come to light. And it, I could say that all the hard work that I've put up to this point has gotten me into a good position that I'd say that I'm at right now. Yeah, no doubt. So you brought up like basically taking two years off, you know, taking classes at Orange Coast College and playing in a pro. How did you end up coming to Chapman I mean obviously you knew you wanted to come home Mm -hmm. but how'd you end up here well coming out of uh coming out of high school I wanted to go to Chapman because it was close by I was like it'd be a great experience to be able to be three school good basketball program good basketball program really good schooling I could be at home with my parents they could still come and watch my grandparents could just make the 20 minute drive over here but When we came down to the decision after the two-year layoff, I was like, okay, I got to start putting my name out there, just emailing a bunch of coaches. So I was doing everybody in the Skyac. It was Whittier. It was Cal Lutheran. I reached out to Chapman again. uh, Went and looked at a couple of schools uh, elsewhere. But, like, Chapman was one not just basketball-wise, but academically was something that I was like – this could get me to the next level outside of just basketball on top of it. Um, 
So from that point, it was really just getting in contact with the right people. Um, I ended up texting my teammate, uh, Hayden Moore, and I was like, can you help me get my foot in the door? Is there an introduction that I can do? Is there open gym? Can I get there? I had my trainers helping me out, trying to get in contact with my high school coach. Uh, Tino Zaragoza was the one that was helping me out with, uh, with getting in contact with all the coaches that I needed to get in contact with. And then my one trainer, Cliff Baker, actually got me in contact uh, with this guy named uh, Coach Kevin, who uh, coaches at uh, Fullerton, or not Fullerton, uh, he coaches at Cerritos uh, Junior College. And he knows a bunch of coaches around AAU circuit, college coaches. So I felt like I had a good amount of people that could help me get my foot in the door. Ended up showing up a few times to uh, open gym last year in the springtime. And that was definitely a good experience being able to rub elbows with some guys and play against the guys that were already here. So I was like, okay, I kind of got an understanding of who's going to be here next year. Didn't really get a, a definitive answer. They pretty much had the team kind of set up of what it was going to be. And then I came back in the fall and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take my chance. I'm going to come here academically and I'm going to show up to open gym every day. I'm going to do all the little things that I need to do to get anybody's attention. And I actually ended up getting the opportunity to walk on this year. And our head coach, uh, Coach Bo, was like, I can't promise you playing time. I don't know what this year is going to look like for you, but we felt you did a lot of good things to be a part of this team. And I just appreciated the opportunity. I told him, look, I'm going to do all the little things I need to do in practice. Whatever opportunities I get, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to come to work every day and do the things that I need to do to just compete. And he ended up taking me and ended up getting my foot in the door with this. And ever since then, I've just been thankful and I will continue to keep doing the little things and putting in the work because I'm not complacent with where I'm at right now, but I'm very thankful for the opportunity that I got because it was definitely a mystery. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I'm definitely, like I said, I'm thankful that I got that opportunity. Yeah, it was a journey for sure. Definitely. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's an experience. Yeah. So moving on from that, I mean, this past year, like I'm, I was at a lot of the games. And like, I mean, like you said, Bo didn't really guarantee you playing time, but mm -hmm. obviously you were doing all the little things. How important is it for you to just, even when you're not in the game and not really contributing in that way, how important is it for you to step up as a locker room guy? And from the outside looking in mm -hmm. and being at open gyms and just being around all you guys, yeah, you're the glue guy. Mm -hmm. And it's evident within everyone in the gym and everyone knows that between, whether it's Bo, mm -hmm or, you know, whoever, yeah. everyone in the gym knows it, freshmen through seniors. Mm -hmm. So what was that like just trying to figure out how you can impact the game or impact your team in a positive way when you can't be on the court as much as you'd like? Yeah, I think, um, and I've seen a bunch of guys from my high school days be miserable on the bench. And then I've seen guys who are just engaged every single second of the game will come to practice and do all the things that they can do to help out. I think for me, just getting, like I said, I got my foot in the door and like 
we talked about, I didn't get a guarantee on any type of playing time. I didn't really even get a guarantee of getting practice time. I had to show up and do all the little things that we talked about and showed the consistency that I was going to come in and no matter what was going on, I wasn't going to affect it. Um, so even not getting the playing time in the games, I felt from a basketball knowledge standpoint and understanding the game, I take a lot of pride in watching film and kind of understanding different reads and whatnot and player tendencies and understanding, okay, this is what a team will like to do. How can I translate that into a practice to where our main guys can see that look? So then that way, when we get to the game, it's not a surprise. So I looked at it from that point and said I could be effective from my actions and then let my actions translate into my words off of it. And I think I felt that I built this kind of identity that I'm going to, I'm not going to tell someone something that I wouldn't do. So I really kind of brought it to myself of like, okay, there's ways that you can impact the game without playing. And it's for me, it's being that voice on the bench communicating some guys might not see something during the game because they're locked in. That's when I feel like I can be effective and be like, hey, this is a situation in the game that came off this action and this was the look that they're given or you had this action. I like what you saw. Keep being aggressive, but this is also open, but keep playing your game and whatnot. So I think it's you could be effective with your energy. You could be effective with how you communicate with your teammates and you can be that voice of encouragement. And I looked at it from that point of view and was like, okay, I think if I go about it like this and I make these improvements, not just for myself in practice, but for everybody else, and then do the little things that I do in the game, I think I can find myself in a role that not many people that sit on the bench would expect. Because most of the time you sit on the bench and it's like you're eager to step yeah. foot on the court. And trust me, I'm I'm eager as well. I want to be out there every second if I could help it. But there's only a few things that you can control and I'm like, okay, I'm going to control everything that I possibly can and be effective. So then that way my teammates are as successful as they possibly can with the extra stuff that I can provide. Cause I already know that they're going to do everything that they can. And that just comes from a confidence standpoint from practice and what you see from your right. teammates and yeah. building that chemistry with everybody. So I think being effective doesn't just go along with being on the court. It also goes with, being off the court, how you carry yourself as an individual, as a teammate, as a leader. So I definitely think I used my voice to be positive, get a lot of guys kind of, if something wasn't going right, I got you. I understand it's tough, but I'm going to be that voice for you to amp you up and hype you up when you need to. So mm -hmm. I looked at it as just affect it however you can and yeah, make no the best out of whatever situation you could get. No doubt about it. I think one of the things like I noticed so early on about you is like coming from like me in high school was like I saw a lot of myself in you. Like I was the same way. I uh, for I guess a background story. I guess the audience doesn't know this. I went so I was like a JV bench one right junior. It was mm -hmm. COVID. We picked up like made like a twenty man varsity roster, and then mm -hmm. we had a bunch of transfers come in. Right. So it was all it was all screwed up. So I was like, I was sitting on the bench. I was just like, whatever. I almost quit. And then so I decided to stay with it. Went through like every summer thing, every summer workout tournament, like literally was doing like playing whatever position I could. Like they were sticking me at center because our big got hurt. Mm -hmm. Like whatever. 
get to the season, get moved up all the way from like a JV bench warmer to a varsity starter in the span of one off season. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. And then, I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to diss, but we had like we were horrible my senior year. Mm-hmm. Like we went like four and eighteen, and it's not like we weren't. We were talented. We had some real. We have our starting center is one of my best friends. Shout Luke. He's at Cal Lou now. Yep. Our starting point guard was like your height, five nine, averaged like nineteen a game. Just he he isn't playing anywhere, but he goes to Colgate. Like mm-hmm. super talented player. And we had some other guys. One who's trying to walk on at Dartmouth now, who just yeah. finished his senior year, and just like a lot of like good talented guys, mm-hmm. but just like couldn't put it together. Right. And what ended up happening was like our coach just like progressively just started benching me, and I was like, all right, how can I impact the game? It was the same thing. How can mm-hmm. I impact the game? And it was me. It was just being the leader, and I literally, I kid you not, never got recognized for it, but I just took it as like it's might me it might be my last year of basketball who knows but right. like i'm gonna take every moment and just like be that voice be that leader even when we're like in a losing streak in a slump it's like what mm-hmm. can i do to impact the game and you know what it ended good i mean we won on senior night yep that's all that matters mm-hmm. but no it's the same thing it's like it's something that's humbling i think for a lot of guys and mm-hmm. something that some people kind of just it comes with maturing yeah and doesn't. like you said like the stuff you've gone through the 5 a.m workouts covid injuries like not finding a place to stay like whatever it it humbles you but it also keeps you prepared for like okay i'm ready for this to happen i'm ready to you know and at that point you're so hungry to get it where it's Mm -hmm. like you'll just take anything you can get but you appreciate it more yep because of all those hard moments i think it's just something like not a lot of people understand Mm -hmm. because not to diss but like they either don't put the work in or they just have too much of an ego to say well yeah, definitely. I don't know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. No, I was definitely could have easily crept in and be like, "Why am I not getting these opportunities? I'm doing all these things." But it was like, you got to trust this journey and this process that you're on. No, and no. for me, at one point during the year, I was like, "Okay, just be patient with everything. Something's gonna happen. Just be ready for your opportunity." And I got an opportunity at one point in the year to get some playing time. And I'm glad that I did because that just showed me that keep your head down, just work, be positive because you could wait for your moment at any given time. And if you stay ready, you don't have to worry about getting ready off of it. I bring up an example for Lonnie Walker with, uh, the, with Lakers. the Lakers. Game four, baby. Game four with uh, against Golden State. He started what, like the first 20-something games of the year? 20 fell games. Fell out of the rotation. Yep. Kind of crept back in. It was just falling in and out. Doesn't get any opportunity until the end of game three when they're getting blown out and then comes in for game, game four, four, plays valuable minutes, and then finds Put, his way back into the rotation. Puts up like, what, 13 or 15 in the 13, fourth Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like – and then he even said it after the end of the game. He goes, I've just stayed ready – this entire time and i think that's just a testament to staying engaged and staying locked in for this journey because it's not all just uphill you have these roller coaster type of events and i think how you respond to everything is a big piece to the puzzle because you could respond with negativity and you could let it eat at you and be at like frustration and whatnot or you can rise to it and be like no this is this is a journey and not everybody's going to be on the same wavelength that you're going to be on. So I was like, you know what? Be patient. You've put in all this work. You've 
put in this work in the weight room. You put on the weight that you needed to. You've grown since high school. You're now at this spot where you're not considered to be small, like how I was labeled as my high school uh, when I was playing in high school. And then now where I'm at right now, I'm still developing and still doing all these things, still trying to make improvements. But I trust all the work that I put in because at some point it will pay off, whether it's down the road or however it all plays out. But I'm understanding that this is a journey and everybody's journey is different. So that also plays a huge piece into this puzzle. No doubt about it. It's like, I don't know, one of the most valuable lessons my parents always told me was like patience is a virtue. And I always kind of like knew it, but like, I guess like just through like basketball and now just coming out of high school and being in college is like, dude, like it really is something like I'm glad they instilled in me, but I don't think I took the true value of it until Mm -hmm. until like within at least the last year and a half. Yeah. But obviously like, you know it. Yep. So, you know, coming from that, what was honestly like the biggest maturing moment through your journey of college basketball? (sighs) That's tough. Um, Cause I can mention, I can mention the injuries. I can mention, you know, coming in, I came in late to Chapman and I'm behind the eight ball. I'm not on the radar in a sense. Um, but I think the biggest change for me was just getting cut. I think that humbling experience was like, it almost shocked me in a sense. Cause I was like, that's never an experience I've ever been a part of. I've, dealt with injuries I've gone through the rehabs and the long process with that and coming back and getting back to full strength and getting your skills back but to me I don't think anything matches facing defeat and failure and in that moment I was I'll admit it yeah I definitely was uh it was kind of like a heartbreaking situation because this was this is the game that I love this is the game that I put a lot of time in. I put a lot of hours in. I've gone through injuries and whatnot. So that kind of space of getting cut, I had never experienced it. And I remember breaking down and being like, I don't know if I can rise up to this. And then I remember like a day or two after, it was like, no, I can. This either is going to define me or I'm going to do what I can to make the changes and improve. Um, There's actually a quote from Nipsey Hussle in uh, one of his songs and I'm sure it's quoted by somebody else, but he goes on to say that every, every man is defined by his reaction to any given situation. And I've really lived by that over this past like month and a half, two months. But even in that situation, it's like I can fall prey to this failure, this defeat. And this is where the journey ends. This is where the road closes. The door is closed on basketball. I could just let it be, or I go out and I just work 10 times harder and, all the adjustments that I need to make, I just go out and make them and live with the results. So. Exactly. It's like they always say, it's like he who says he can and he who says he can't are usually right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. But yep. yeah, moving on. So this is going to be our first time doing this okay. new section on the locker room. We're calling this quick combo. All right. We got a couple quick questions. Just rapid fire, fire ready okay. to go. Favorite hoop shoe? Kyrie. I'm going to go Kyrie three. Kyrie Why? three lightweight in a sense structure i'm a big like make sure my ankles are good i feel quick light the colorways on it we're so so sick i just Classic. love it so 
go to pregame song oh that's tough uh i can't say song but anything drake's gonna get me going Ooh, favorite okay. artist so what are three nick necessities <sighs> headphones i'm always listening to music um this has been something over the past like i guess three four months i'd probably say uh meditation i gotta have some sort of you gotta uh, talk to mark about that because mark's starting his uh shout out mark he's upstairs right now he's yeah. starting his own um male self-improvement podcast yes so i I'm love that out with that so you have to listen to that he yes. had me on we were talking about meditation so it's you're, you're gonna you're so gonna like powerful it. shout out mark yeah so i gotta have meditation and then this last thing a necessity that i gotta have with me on an everyday basis oh, that's tough um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say hydro flask i can't hydro i can't flask. i can't walk anywhere without a Either hydro flask or some sort of bottle. I gotta have some some type of water or some type of drink with me, or else it's just it's not gonna be a good day. All right, for sure. Uh, go to post game meal. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Um, see, I got the luxury of living at home right now, so I still get home cooked meals from mom. But oh, you. that's a, man, that's a luxury. I love love you, mom. Thank you uh, for the post game meals, but uh, she makes some of the best like chicken parm. Oh, and I get I've came home and she's like brought it straight out of the oven and Hot ready. It, it makes everything worth it making that drive uh, that 30 minute drive back. And it's like as soon as I smell a walk through the door, I'm like, yeah, mm, that's it for sure. All right. So that's that's our first round of quick combo. OK, thank you for being on. Yes. Uh, So moving on, what are you looking forward to your senior year here at Chapman? <laughs> OK, I'm going to break it down to you from. Summer. And then how I see this next year playing out. All right. Let's see. Um, I'm now in this space. We we got what? I think we got t- tomorrow's last day of school for everybody. Um, once I get out of this last final that I got to take, I I was just talking to my head trainer about this. I'm like, I'm fully engaged and locked in on this journey and this process. So this summer for me is really big because this is a summer where it's not to the point of like, I got to get my foot in the door. It's like, okay, now I get to go put in all this work and let the chips fall where they must. So I'm really excited for that. I got workouts. I got opportunities to go play at different places. I'm going to continue getting my body right, making sure everything's healthy so I could come ready for fall ball and practices for that. And then as far as this upcoming season goes, I'm really excited, not just from a personal standpoint, from but from a uh, – a team standpoint i just think we got a lot of we got a lot of proof we got a lot of dogs uh shout out you know cruz billings uh jake heverly blakely stoughton kalu drew nate williams coming back from injury we just got a lot of guys and there's so many other people i could name off but we got a lot of guys that are just going to come in we got new recruits coming as well i just think we all have this chip on our shoulder to come in and be like no i think this this is our year to go in and make noise. And I think we're going to just right from the jump when we start practicing, I think we all have this mindset of like it's go time. So I'm really, really excited for that. Uh, obviously, I I can make predictions and whatnot, but I think the biggest thing is it's just taking, taking everything day by day. It's a process. It's a journey. Not looking forward too much, not looking back uh, a lot, but just being in the present moment, taking – 
each practice, each day, each up and down kind of for what it is. And we're going to let everything fall where they must, but we're going to work hard and we're going to, we're going to come in and we're definitely going to, we're going to make noise. That's the best thing I could say. So I'm glad to hear. So, you know, finally to kind of end it off, what's next for you when you're done here at Chapman? Um, so I got two, two years left. I got this upcoming year for my senior year. And then I plan on taking my grad year here. I'm going to try and double major or figure out what I want to do with that. But after I'm done at Chapman, um, I've always had, you know, this goal of starting my own thing as far as the basketball side. I love coaching. I've been around programs that have built, uh, almost empires from nothing to something in a sense from travel programs. I love the idea of starting my own thing. Um, another thing is starting for my own. I think, uh, physical, uh, workouts, uh, with like gym atmosphere and mentality stuff. I think starting up my own almost gym, I, I've said this to a few people, but almost like a campus in a sense of like, you know, mindfulness, you get, psychology people coming in and talking to not just athletes who are working out at facilities, but this is a every everyday person type of thing. I think it's a huge deal to be able to have both of those available to people because everybody goes through something and what better way to get good vibes than getting the workout and then being able to have an outlet to speak what's on your mind. So that's another thing. Um, majoring in marketing. So I'm going to have a big influence on that with anything that I want to do uh, post-basketball, but that's kind of kind of the journey that I'm looking forward to. But I've mentioned before, just kind of being present with everything. I'm just trying to enjoy. Take it day by day, man. Take it day by day. It doesn't last forever. It doesn't, but I'm just trying to enjoy it for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. With that being said, this concludes our episode. Nick, appreciate you, My gang. Guy. My I guy. I appreciate you. Yeah, dude, this was, this was probably one of the most fun episodes we've recorded so far excited to see where the journey takes you we're gonna stay in touch this summer always but with that being said nick count us out quick shout out uh shout out mom and dad appreciate you guys for all the things you've done up to this point shout out my sisters rena ellie callie thank you for coming along this journey with me but with that being said this is the locker room where sports unite us and stories inspire us this is nick's casio Peace out, y'all. Peace.